What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, bring you dynamic guests from all over. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a writer, communication expert. She is also a podcast host, an EDI expert, a mental wellness advocate. Please welcome Nicolette Richardson. Nicolette, welcome to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. I know, me too. So I actually have a question. So I, I'm just so to educate the audience, what is an EDI expert? So equity, diversity, and inclusion. And it's it was a hot thing for a while. Uh, people just like pasting it all over the place. But it really is about including folks who have uh, been marginalized, who have somehow been erased from the conversation, either his, through historical context, through systematic context. Um, and just including those folks, so generally it will be indigenous folks, black folks, other person of color, including them in those conversations, especially in spaces where they were not included before. So I work a lot in the university spaces. Um, as you know, they can be a little white uh, historically. So we are trying to include folks um, and not just like a piecemeal inclusion, right? It's like doing actual things that will make a difference. So have you yourself experienced some kind of um, uh, non-exclusivity? What's the what's the opposite word of being excluded? Have you experienced? Excluded. Yes. Have you experienced that yourself? Yeah. So it's a, it was an interesting thing for me, though, because coming from Jamaica, which is like a majority Black place, uh, there is prejudice in different forms. So I know how to deal with that. But then going to Canada for school, it was like, whoa, this is a whole different thing. And I wow. said to one of my friends, I didn't realize I was black until like I went to live in North America for a while. And then kind of understanding that the blackness is not just me. It is like a political thing. Right. And understanding what that means. Um, and then like relearning some things um, about what blackness means in different contexts. Um, and I think I didn't experience ex exclusion to the point where. Uh, it was very drastic or very harsh, uh, but I did have friends who did. So that's what really fueled my work and has been fueling my work in this space. Well, that's great. I think that's amazing that you're doing that. I, My best friend is Black, and we have these conversations all the time. And for me, like I was raised, my, my father moved us into, we were the only white family in a Black neighborhood. So the mm. way I view Black people is very different than somebody else, because I've Absolutely. always treated them the same. I, we always treated them the same as ourselves. I was raised differently. And so mm -hmm. I've always been very accepting and, in, and included everyone. Like I want to include everyone, you know, every shade, color, race, what, you know, whatever. Like I, that's just who I am, how I was raised. And mm -hmm. so when you start to come around people that are the same as you, that don't see things the same, it's, it's really, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's disappointing and it's discouraging that there's that's still happening in our world today. What how important is it? Do you feel that people need to be aware of inclusivity? Uh, I think it's probably the most important thing. That's why we're here. Right. Um, I, I often talk about like people who are like, oh, I can do it on my own and I'm OK and I don't need people. But we're here because we need people. Um, and if we were all the same, like that would be what kind of world would that be? Uh, just in the even if they look like you, people are from different parts across the world. So understanding those differences um, and hearing about those cultural nuances is very important in shaping your world. 
because I feel like because I was able to like go to Canada and have this experience of race being something political, have this experience of actually having white friends for the first time um, and connecting with folks from different parts of the world, I am a different person right now. And I think a much better person, a more developed uh, human being at this point. So I think it's critical really to our growth and development to understand inclusion and to really have inclusion be a part of our work and our daily lives. I agree. I mean, even as a female, let's forget like the race part, but even as a woman, I saw one of my last mm -hmm. corporate roles, I, there was no inclusivity. I was the only white female on the team. Everything, everyone else was male, Indian and male. And I was very excluded. And that was probably the, the first time that I felt such like division within mm -hmm. that, like in the role I, I was like oh my gosh this is terrible you know I obviously <laughs> I ended up you know leaving that role and here we are today but that was bizarre to to experience that and feel that that was not a that was not a good feeling yeah I had a similar experience I was a sports reporter for a while and I was the only woman in the sports department and it was interesting at first because I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm like breaking barriers and things. But then the sexism, it just, it was so intense. Oh, I bet. Um, and then, yeah, I had to end up leaving that role too. I have some great friends from my experience, but it's, it's just a lot. When there's no inclusion, you yeah. definitely feel it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let's move on. So you are a writer. Tell us about being a writer. So this is something I'm still kind of working around to because I always felt like it's it's something I aspire to but didn't feel like I could do it almost. And I have a million like half written uh, manuscripts on my computer right now. But one of my friends encouraged me to do some poetry during the pandemic. Um, and I actually published a, a poetry collection, The Years I Lived Inside. Uh, it's very personal. Um, <laughs> it's It's a lot of different things. And I think I'm very proud of it too because I... I thought writing was one thing and then poetry was another. So I never saw myself doing poetry. So it really is me um, breaking down some barriers for myself. Beautiful. I'm a poet. I've written been oh, poems. I've been writing poems since I was 13. I have nothing published yet, but uh, we're slowly getting there. <laughs> one problem. Love that. Time, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I love the name of your of your podcast, The Grown Up Millennial. Yeah. What is that about? So Literally, it's really a space where I, I hold space for grownups to really figure shit out, right? To yeah. kind of live more meaningful lives. I realized a few years ago that some of my friends and I were all going through the same problems and not really talking about it. Sure. Uh, so that's just a space for us to walk through what's going on in life. And it's a space that will grow with you. So maybe right now it's about kids or not having kids or dating. And then it will become like, why can't I buy a house? Yeah. Um, so it is growing with all the challenges and things that we will like come up on as we're going through this life. I love, oh, so that's great. I think that that's necessary because you need to have those conversations. So is it you bring guests on to talk to them about, about some, some different struggles that they're going through? Yeah. So it's a completely curated space. The blog is curated based on like the different topics we think are topical at this time. And then the podcast, absolutely. Sometimes it's my actual friends who are coming on uh, because I think that's a great thing too, to share like the layman's perspective, because I feel like, yes, you can have these celebrity people come on, but sometimes we feel so disconnected from this person that we're not really internalizing the advice. 
Um, so I tried to keep it like a very good mix of like CEOs and that kind of people who have their life all figured out and folks who don't really think they're on that plane yet and have those conversations about how we're turning our weaknesses into strengths. Beautiful. So you're also a mental wellness advocate. Yeah. Tell us about that. So a little while ago, I did some work in health. So I was working at an HIV kind of like STI clinic, and we did lots of advocacy around LGBTQ rights and HIV stigma. And through that work, I realized how much mental health plays on everything. So for example, there were people who were living with HIV, who their mental health was great. They were having the best time. There are people who were on meds, who were, you know, not able to transmit the disease, but were just not having a good time mentally and were checking out. Um, so in my own life, I realized, um, I thought, you know, I don't need therapy. I'm good. I'm doing all this work yeah. to help everybody. I'm okay. That was not the truth. Um, so after going to therapy for a few years, I realized that this is something we need to talk about a little bit more. So in all of my conversations with friends, with colleagues, I try to just insert that little layer of how are you doing today? How is your mental health? What are you doing to feel more like yourself? Just so we can normalize having those conversations because sometimes it feels like a really big thing and we can't talk about it. But if we make it a little bit more simplistic, it makes it a little bit easier to talk to someone about it. And then you might be able to, you know, chat with that person if you're having some challenges so it doesn't get to the extreme. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in therapy. I think that you need to process things in your life in different stages. I've personally been through a lot of abuse, a lot of trauma, you know, mm-hmm. and I've gone and I've made an actual major effort to change different um, generational curses in my own life so mm-hmm. that I repeat mm-hmm. patterns and that, you know, and it took a while, but I think that it's just, you know, I, I think it's good to go and talk to somebody who's impartial to help you navigate through some of those thoughts that, you know, that might be dampering your spirit a little bit that that could snowball into something worse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I, and it's so important to have those conversations. And as you're saying, breaking those generational curses, right? Because we know better now through therapy so we can make it better for the generation coming after us. So important. Yeah. My father is actually, he's got a chemical imbalance. And so knowing that, like, I just, you have to, I mean, if you have someone in your family that has that issue, you, you, I think mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit more, um, just be aware of that and take necessary steps to kind of make sure that you don't have any issues that you need to mm-hmm. take care of. So yeah, I'm a big believer, big fan in talking about it. And I just love how the, the conversation is being opened up more and more around yeah. being a little bit more mentally sound and healthy and, and just processing things a little bit better. Absolutely. So what's next for you? You got a lot, you got a lot going on. <sighs> what is next? Um, so I recently launched a journal. So just like a little journal with some uh, motivational bits in there. And I think it's just, it's also on my wave of like mental wellness things that we need to be um, taking care of. I used to be a big fan of guided journals and I realized that with the guide, sometimes I just like write the thing because I'm supposed to write it. I'm not really checking in with my emotions. So doing like a blank journal, I think is a lot more intentional and forces you to think about uh, things a little bit differently. Um, I'm also thinking about what's the next step, right? Because as we go through different phases of our career development and of our personal development, it also, it's almost like, what do I need now for my career to like be at where I am? 
So I'm going through that phase of doing those personality tests and aptitude tests again to see uh, what my passions are and where those things lie, because it does change after a while. So looking at how my career can align with where I'm going and how that growth is happening. I like that. That's amazing. Um, Where can people find you, connect with you, support you and learn any a little bit more about your blog and your podcast and all that good stuff? So a great place to start is thegrownupmillennial.com. I'm also a huge fan of Instagram. So at thegrownupmillennial on Instagram, I also started a TikTok. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know. I feel like I'm aging out of this uh, social media game, but I am on here. So you got to stay in it. Grown up millennial. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> and then we'll be doing a YouTube channel in a few. So stay tuned for that. Oh, fantastic. You guys will put her links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to go reach out, go follow her, you know, go support her on social media. That's the best thing you do for people like us that is out there spreading great words of wisdom and giving support in all our different communities. Um, I'm actually going to get asked a question that I only ask sometimes on other calls. What makes you feel that, what makes you feel aligned with the label free message? Oh, this is a great one. I think for a long time, I was trying to be what other people wanted me to be. Um, as I was growing up, my sister was a little bit more of the rebel. So I felt like I had to be like the super great daughter just to balance things out. So I did what I was supposed to do. I went to school. I did the thing. I got the job. Um, and then afterwards going through therapy, I was like, Hmm, but who am I? And did I really want to do these things? And I think that's that's the crux of it, right? What are all these labels and what do they mean? Um, are you putting yourself in a box? Are you allowing yourself to really find out what you're passionate about, um, who you really are, uh, and what aligns with your spirit? So I think that's the greatest thing about the message about being label free. Uh, you get to decide the label. As long as you remember that, yeah. then you're living label free. I love that. That was beautifully put. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Just do the thing. Um, I feel like so many of us have these ideas marinating at the back of our minds and we think we don't have enough info. We don't have enough of a following. We don't have enough money. Um, but start somewhere, right? Cause there'll never be a perfect environment. I remember a few years ago, my doctor was like, you need to start having kids if you want to have kids. I'm like, hold up. That's a little bit. That's a little bit much. Yeah. Um, and I was telling him, like, I'm not ready. He's like, there will never be a perfect time. So there really will never be a perfect time to do what you want to do. So just do the thing, whatever it is, put your mind to it, work on doing that for at least six months and have your focus be just on doing those things. Love it. Boom. On that note, Nicolette, thank you for being a guest today. It was a true honor to have you on the show. Thank you for all the work that you do with EDI, with mental wellness and all that good stuff, because it's so very important. And I'm looking forward to following your show and checking you out. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.